Welcome to episode 266 of Texing, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Today we are recording this show in the middle of the street for you guys because I have a baby at home who's crying too much, and Jason is sitting across a cafe table from me, and um, well, that's about the strength of it. There's going to be a lot of background noise this show. I don't know how the audio is going to sound. We'll see what happens. Anyway, yeah. Hey, well, Jason, how are you doing? Good, good. Well, it's the best we could do, so we'll just have to... You know, go with it. I, what's this place? Yahara's Cafe or something? Yeah, Yahara's. 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 There's an R-A at the end. Oh, well. So, uh, let's hear it. The new baby. You are now a family of three. Yes. How's it feel? <laughs> it feels... Uh, I, I can barely speak because I'm so tired. They really? say. They say... They kind of say, you know, that, like that's the... The, the what's the word for it um, the stereotype mm-hmm. you know you kind of hear on the TV oh when you have a baby you won't get any sleep but you don't believe it well I didn't believe it I didn't really take it seriously then we got the baby home and there was not very much sleep and I'm d- I mean we're like so well, what now the, the baby wakes up is it the baby wakes you up or that Georgie wakes you up when she goes to feed the baby you want to know something it's, it's a whole it's a whole trickle down effect of from the birth and the whole way the whole thing happened. What do you mean? Well, so, I, can I talk, talk from the beginning? Go ahead. Start from the beginning. Okay, so, her, George's water broke. Yeah. And we, th- she wasn't in labor. So, her water broke in the morning. She wasn't in labor. So, we kind of scheduled to go into the hospital later on that night. Um, but she still didn't get into labor until the very, very last minute when we went to see a chiropractor to kind of get her into labor. So, we w- then all of a sudden, she, was, she, wasn't in, she n- didn't have any light labor. She just went straight into heavy labor. Wait, uh, hold on. You went to a chiropractor? Yeah, I went to a chiropractor, yeah. That's very strange. Okay, why well, would no, you go to a chiropractor? No, it's not strange. It's a well-known, it's a well-known thing. For like, natural birth. Yeah, well, not for any, I mean, for any birth. Because normally like, you just go to the hospital and they kind of... Well, because they, they, they... Hospitals don't tend to work with chiropractors. No, but what they do is, um, you, I guess for a natural birth without Pitocin, so Pitocin is like this drug that they use that kind yeah. of... Induce labor? Yeah, induce labor. Yeah, exactly. So, th- so anyway, so we went there. So we did want to na- the natural birth. And we spent, Georgie spent 12 hours off meds doing, you know, working through it. But the problem was, was that every time she had a contraction, the heartbeat got very low. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't let her go off the uh, monitors. So to do the, one of the key things about a natural childbirth is you kind of go off the monitors, mm-hmm. right? So that you can go around, try different positions. You can like walk around, have a shower, have a bath, all this kind of stuff. Well, she wasn't allowed off the monitors, but not only that, there was like only one position that she could be in where the blood, you know, the kind of heartbeat wasn't going low. Mm-hmm. So for 12 hours, she stayed in one position without meds. And then it was like, okay, this is a valiant effort, but you know what? We, we need, she needs to get some sleep. We need to kind of move through this. So she then got an epidural. And then another 12 hours later, the baby came after like a lot of, you know, thing. anyway. So, so when, you were get, when she was doing the natural childbirth process, it was in a hospital to start with. It was in a hospital, yeah. Okay, it wasn't at home with no, no. We never wanted. We, like we didn't want to take that kind of a risk. Okay, like, got basically, it. all we wanted was a med-free birth. That was the goal. It wasn't like I mean, just that's just what we're thinking. Got med-free, it. right? Mm-hmm. So where was I? You went. That she she got the medic. She got the epidural. Yeah, she got the epidural. So then another twelve hours later, and then finally, the baby comes out, and it's umbilical cord is wrapped around its neck wrapped around its arms wrapped around its legs and it's got a knot in it like a fully blown knot 
which is like, I didn't even know that could happen. Like, anyway, it's this huge umbilical. So we unwrap that, and we think that as a result of that, and, you know, and as a result of the stress of the birth, there was br various bruising on the baby. So then when there's bruising, there's a high chance of jaundice, right? Because there's a lot of blood in the system, okay. and the baby's liver can't kind of get rid of the, extra, the, the yeah. extra blood cells. So then the baby had jaundice, so then we needed to go into the NICU, the intensive care for, for kids, for a couple of days with the baby where they put the light on the kid. And I think, did you have that with one of Yeah, I, I know. I'm pretty sure Izzy, my middle one, yeah. had jaundice. I th thought that more than one, but maybe just Izzy. Did you go in the NICU for a few days? I, I think she was, she would be in the, she, they'd take her away and she'd be, uh, you know, in the room with the other intensive care. But then oh, yeah, they'd yeah. bring, they'd wheel this like portable ultraviolet incubator thing exactly, yeah, into yeah. her. Sandy's recovery room. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they take it off. But they didn't take have to take her away as much as they did, but S Izzy made so much noise that Sandy's like, can you please take her away so I can get to sleep? Like, you know how <laughs> Izzy talks constantly? Well, that verbal communication started, started instantaneously. She's immediately, whatever her thoughts were, apparently she's just making noise. <laughs> and Sandy's like, for the love of God, take, wow. take, take her away so I can get to sleep for a little bit. But yeah, so yeah, we went through the same thing. Yeah. So... I was talking about the knock-on effect, like how it all trickles down. So we wanted to do breastfeeding, like natural breastfeeding, right? That's kind of important to us that, that the baby's breastfed and done that way. Now, the problem is, is that... Well, you know, you know in fact, you mentioned, you mentioned it up. They just came out of a big study about allergies that, that um, they think now that one of the reasons so many people have allergies, because it used to be uh, like, I don't know, 100 years ago or something, it was like one in 100 or one in 1,000 people had allergies. Now it's yeah. like one in three. Yeah. And... They, th they think it's a lack of bacteria. So the people who have a lot of allergies have much less bacteria. Normally, yeah. your bacteria outnumber your cells 10 to 1. Yeah. And when you don't, they think one of the main uh, groups that do not have as much bacteria is, is babies that don't go through the birth canal. Absolutely, yeah. And the second one is babies who are not breastfed. That and then the third is the one when everyone overprotects their babies and they're little kids and they don't expose them to outside elements and they'll play in the dirt and they're all this inside it's actually, living. It's actually got to the point where in some hospitals they will swab the vagina mm -hmm. and put it in the baby's mouth so that they get that bacteria because you get you get bacteria coming out of the yeah. vagina anyway so um, by the way do bear with me because I'm very tired and it's like difficult for me to like string thoughts together but um, so with the breastfeeding the problem was that because of the jaundice they needed to get a lot of food into the baby to push out the bad stuff through the poop, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Georgie wasn't producing enough milk at that time, and uh, we needed to get milk in to the kid. So we needed to use bottles, right, mm -hmm. during that time. So the problem is, is once you bottle feed a baby, it won't it's take so the it, No, it, it will. It will, but it's a lot of work. Right. It's, just, it's just super easy uh, for the baby to get to get the milk even and they even have like these slow slow feeding nipples and all that kind of stuff i don't know why they call them so because still the baby gets way more milk than it would off just off right. the in the so what that creates is this kind of regime where to get the baby back on the breast it's like a really difficult regime where you kind of got to do all these different you know things like for example so what we do like our regime every three hours is wake the baby up because the baby will sleep for longer than three hours but we have to feed it every three hours and this is kind of continuing to this day wake the baby up change his nappy um, 
Which for Americans, that's his diaper. Oh, change the diaper, right? And then we, we've got this like little thin court, you know, plastic tube and a syringe that we tape to our finger, right? We put that in the baby's mouth because a finger kind of feels like a, a real nipple. Kay. And we've and when the baby sucks, only when it sucks, you push a little bit of milk through with the syringe. Okay. To mimic the breast. Got it. Right? So that is what we have to do every three hours. And it ta- obviously takes a long time. Oh, and also we have to we have like a scales where we have to weigh the baby before that feed. So we see exactly how many ounces because it, it needs to eat exactly two ounces every three hours. Right, so we weigh the baby before the feed. And obviously, the other thing is, right, there was, when we first got the baby home, due to the bottle feeding, too much milk went down the, the, the kid's throat, and he, it almost choked a couple of times. Jesus. Right? So, so because we, you know, we put it to sleep, we put Jack, I should say it, we put Jack to sleep, and all of a sudden we heard, <laughs> like that, right? Right. And um, so that has put, the, the fear will, of God, the fear into, of God into, into Georgie. Into Georgie, right? Georgie. So now she's f- so she's there is no sleep happening for her. You know, she 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 like there's no sleep happening for him where someone's not watching him. Really? Yeah. So now you're on duty watching her him half the night. Well, no, it's it's kind of worse than that off. for her because she because I can't actually survive that way. I couldn't even carry out a job if I had to do that. So I am sleeping in theory through the nights. She's taking the night job do the, the night task but still obviously you know I'm it wakes you up you're feeling guilty so you kind of exactly. go and hang out with her for some of the time she says finally go back to bed you go back to bed you feel guilty lying there you get an hour of, of bad sleep and you get back up that kind of stuff and she's had pretty much no sleep for two weeks so she's well, it's been more than two weeks so right? you can't ima- you could imagine the kind of mood she's and general a- general sense of you know calmness in the house <laughs> yeah nothing makes you <laughs> short-tempered like lack of sleep right so Matt, you lose all sense of humor you lose all patience <laughs> you all that goes out the window when you're tired when you're really really tired so that's basically how the trickle-on effect works from but the, like it all stems back to water breaking and that being an issue when you're not when you don't have contractions mm-hmm. because basically when there's this long prolonged period of time as the fluids going out of the system which we had like eight hours that's when the baby can start to bruise there can be issues, all sorts of stuff goes on. Right. And then the, the, the knot around the umbilical cord also caused a lot more problems. And then led to jaundice, led to the breast well, issues. When was he born? Uh, 6th, 6th of August. Oh, so it's been longer than that. It's the 29th. Right. Right? So that's, uh, yeah, 23 days. So it's, three, it's been over three weeks. Yeah, three like weeks. But he is amazing. Weeks. I mean, he is absolutely incredible. Like, it's crazy to have a baby. Um, it's just... A bit yeah, nuts. well, it'll get and, and it gets better. Right. Like I've mentioned on the show, it's like a phase, right? I sort of keep. I, people tell me it's a phase. It's a phase. What's a phase? This no sleep. Yeah. No, but I mean, if you think the baby is great, the way you feel towards it changes over time. Like right. it just gets more and more awesome. I mean, they they become more fun. It becomes you have more of a relationship with them. It's not just this cute thing that belongs to you in theory you know it's this now you have this son or daughter who you interact with you have this relationship with but everything everything you felt towards the baby about being cute and it belongs to you and you love it but then it's actually like this interesting little semi-reflection of you that you have this ongoing relationship with and all this stuff yeah and it's 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 great yeah it just keeps getting better but yeah the 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 first you know it's hard to remember you know honestly i've had three kids now yeah and my youngest probably different with each of them as well right 
That's always a little different. I, I Every kid's would, different. I mean, if, if, if we didn't have to be going through this kind of hardcore routine and it was just easy, uh-huh. I think that would make life, you know, like 10 times easier at this period of time. I just think it's because of the routine and the difficulty with the breastfeeding. Well, I don't know what the numbers are, but a lot of women have problems with the breastfeeding. A yeah. lot of kid, you know, it's like, it's the, I, I would guess that it's the exception that women don't have some problem, either the baby won't sleep or the baby has colic or the baby yeah, yeah. has something. You're going to have something. You're going to have something yeah. most of the time. And if you don't have something, and occasionally, and occasionally you'll meet someone who says, oh, we don't have any problems. And they're like the lucky yeah. people, right? You're like, oh, really? Like nothing? Yeah. And they're like, no, no colic, no breastfeeding issues, no uh, I don't well, know. It's also the pregnancy as well. Like, so you could have a bad pregnancy. You know they, what I mean? They, like, it's just they're, they're, they all have complications. I mean, not yeah. all, but a lot of them have complications of one kind or another. It's just, you know, you see on TV, in the movie or whatever, oh, go oh, crazy, have the baby. Oh, and there's, there's no problems in the baby. You know, it's just, no, it's just, it's just, um, that's why so many women and kids died, died in childbirth before modern medicine, yeah. you know, got good enough. You know, it's just, it's just a, I don't know, fraught with problems it's just complicated and dangerous and risky and that's why people had lots of kids and that's why lots of women i don't know whatever but it's uh, incredible how helpless they are compared to i mean like when humans are born they're so much more helpless than ever i don't know a foal's born or a cow yeah well the more advanced it's like the more advanced the uh, it's the size of the, the brain the, that's the, the problem the, yeah the i mean head. i mean oh the head but it's also just generally the more advanced the species the longer it takes to reach maturity right and the right. more helpless almost it is i mean yeah, there's a pretty yeah. high correlation there i don't know what it is you know where you see like these super simple organisms are like six hours later it's a matured <laughs> <laughs> adult or whatever i mean it's a bacteria or whatever i don't know there but it, it makes me wonder about the whole neural net i mean it may, i find myself thinking about neural nets a lot and thinking that a bit, like i really understand like how Neural nets really do start off like just very, you know, with just nothing, you know, and then can build into some kind of intelligence. I mean, I know it's only for playing games like checkers or whatever, but it, yeah. it re- I'm, I am reminded of that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I always thought when I watch my little kids that they're, li- that they're very much little naive Bayesian classifiers, which is type right. of, you know, <laughs> a probability system, adjustment system. Like you just see, you see it happening and... Uh, yeah, man. Well, that's cool. So I wonder. Yeah. I wonder how quickly he's talking about that. Like, I wonder how quickly like you spoil them. Like, I noticed that even even by day four, like the, the the child would cry a lot less if you held him one way versus another way. You know, he just kind of already decides. Oh, that's oh, what yeah, I like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you like know, I have to have it that way. You know. Oh yeah. Well, like <laughs> like uh, Colby. I remember he was crying or whatever, and the this is like the first day or something day or two and then doctor you know you do a fall appointment like the next day or two right when you have to get home it's like immediately you go see the pediatrician and he said something like oh well if he starts to be unhappy come over just swaddle him completely swaddle him Colby hated I look at Colby and I'm like he hates it I said I hate that like he's gonna hate being and because Colby like me is a fidgeter he 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 constantly is moving like Sandy if, if we were holding hands with Sandy, he'd be start playing with her fingernails or playing with her fingers, just like I do. Like, see, I can't hold Sandy's hand without messing with the fingernail. I got to be constantly moving. Like, you know, some people, some couples, they sleep with their, their arms around each other? No way. But that's... that's I'm in constant like, rotation. I, uh, that's so strange because, like, they, they kept on saying, look, swaddle him, swaddle him, swaddle him. That's the way to go. 
But whenever we do, he goes crazy. He kicks his arms out. He kicks yeah. his legs out. Yeah, no. And within like 10 seconds, he's got the sheet off him. Yeah, Colby's the same way. Yeah. So we just like That's don't. Crazy. You know, it's it, just because something's true for 90% of kids or even 99% of kids doesn't mean it's necessarily true for yours. I mean, you yeah. got to to some degree say, well, the swaddle them. Okay, yeah, well, maybe my kid's one of the kids that doesn't like being swaddled. Colby hated it. You, you, you let him be, let him free to move, and he was happy. <laughs> or happier. You swaddle him, and it's going to be a He's just, no, <laughs> not having it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's, um, I don't know. I mean, that's why everybody says, well, this is how it is, or this is how it isn't. I mean, you know, it just really depends. I mean, your kid, your experience is going to all be different in all kind of surprising in some way, in sometimes painful ways. <laughs> a lot of times, like, the lights will be off and he'll be crying and I'll turn the lights on and then he'll be totally happy and then I'll turn them off and he'll be start crying again. Yeah. It's like... It doesn't have to make sense to you. It's just like, whatever, man, you know? I mean, Sandy remembers this stuff better than I do and she could probably go on about all these things that they did and do that yeah. were just so, you know, crazy, but... Um, yeah, but it, this is like the the worst part. This is the worst part, I right. think, for you. I mean, Jack, it gets it goes up. I mean, I don't know where it was. If it's three months or nine months, I mean, it, it it's constantly will get better, and and you you guys will get more and more comfortable, and the baby, and and, and you know, your, your your guys' neuroses about it. Now you guys are freaked out. You know, you're like are on edge, which you know you had some right to be freaked out by that for sure. Yeah. But at a certain point, you're like, okay, he's good, right? He's right, three yeah. months old or two months old. Like he, we don't need to watch him. We have the baby monitor on him. But you know, Sandy, Sandy could wake up. I mean, the slightest thing, she could. The baby turned. She was like, oh, she was aware. She was like yeah, a yeah. hyper alert. Yeah. But not. I mean, not me. I I didn't hear no. I think she's like, well, I have four times with. I woke up four times last night with Aaron. I'm like, really? She's, you know, the I other, didn't wake up. The other kind of interesting thing is he just doesn't look like me or Georgie. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know whether they, you know, are su- supposed to, but it's almost like, did we, you know. Get the right baby? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah. No, I, I would say that if his hands weren't exactly the same as mine, like his hands and He's his feet. He's got hair on his knuckles? Basically, they're just <laughs> exactly the same shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Um, it, I guess it just takes some time to, to kind of. Yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah, for sure, and <laughs> you know, and that just may be according to you guys. Other people might go, oh yeah, it totally looks like Georgie. Yeah, they, everybody yeah. sees something. They see something. So, are you able to get any work done? Uh, well, yeah, because Georgie's being very, very kind and and like letting me sleep through the night, you know. So I'm getting my like between five and seven hours, like that's good. In th- you know, in theory, and um, it's about as much as me. I don't get, I, I, I can't seem to get more than six hours these days, so. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I am getting work done, for, certainly for Digidoo. And, um, you have a sneak any work in on Disco? Yeah, but a, a little bit. Yeah, I, I do. I have been able. In fact, the Disco work I've been doing, like, at the times when I may have been, you know, like, he's sleeping and I'm charged with, like, watching him while he's asleep or something like that. I'll mm-hmm. put the laptop on my lap and I'll just do a little bit here and there. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, I mean, the, since the good thing is, I think Georgie is probably cognizant of the fact that, you know, your livelihood as a couple, as a family, depends on you being able to get work done. Right. right. Yeah. She, she and, does, yeah. you know, you can take a couple weeks off, maybe, in a f- maybe even a few in some cases, but at some point you have to get back to work. Otherwise, you know, either you lose your job or income starts coming in and it's like you're going to have a hell of a lot more pain than just this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I think that's everyone, you know, and so she's probably like, she may not be consciously making this. Choice, I did take two full weeks off, actually. Yeah, so that's good. I, yeah. I didn't do anything like that. I, yeah. I was working within three days, two or three days. Yeah. I was right back. Plus, I, I wasn't, I mean, we didn't have the kind of emergency issue, so there wasn't like, yeah. 
on alert. And so, I mean, I, there's only so much sitting around I can do. Like, hey, we got a baby. You know, I'm <laughs> like, all right, well, I'm kind of, I want to do something. You know, I go back to the office and get something done for a while. But um, all right, well, uh, look, we don't need to keep on going on about that. Wait, but do I'm, you want to do an hour and a half of baby talk? No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, you know, obviously, I'm over the moon. I'm very excited. Um, it's amazing to have a son. It's like, it's one of the best experiences I've ever had. So, <laughs> well, I see. Can you imagine having two more? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's gonna be that's gonna that's, be nuts. That's that's, that, that's definitely my, that's probably my audacious goal. Right I can there. almost guarantee a punch in the face if you bring it up with her now. All right. So right. you know we should totally do this again. <laughs> <laughs> she will like crack you in the face. She, you have she, a black she's focused eye. on this one. Focused on this. Yeah, one. yeah. No, it's it's funny, but it's what they have. They call it mommynesia. So like I, you know, ten months, a year from now, she might actually be Up thinking right, about yeah, it. Yeah. Maybe thinking about it. She, she, the pain, all the all the memories of the pain start to go away, and it's just like I have this wonderful. You just baby. remember the good parts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, not that you don't remember it, but. Like, you remember it, but you can't feel the pain anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like an echo of the pain. But then you're more focused on, wow, maybe, you know, having two would be awesome, brother and sister, or I had a sister, or whatever. And then, you know, and it happens. And then, but after, say, after third, like I told Seda, I was, I was like, you know, I was, I jokingly talked about having a fourth. I mean, she was just like, no, I am <laughs> not. I am done. I'm done. I am done. It is, I am, yeah, no one. So, um, well, let's talk about. How how is your health regime doing? Your, your Operation Superhero? Yeah, Operation Superhero, yeah. It is going great. I don't think I've ever done anything this positive in my life. Wow. Probably since, I mean, you know, getting married or having kids. I mean, talk, talk something that was just dramatically improved my life. Now, you, you went in to get me- measured by, you went back to the same girl. Uh, I've forgotten her name. Sarah Lynn. Yeah. You I, were supposed to too. Where's your follow-up? No, I, you cancel I, it? I, I, Did you cancel listen, it? All best. No, wait. Did you cancel it or you just said, do not go? I, I never, I never even re, re. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You were on the phone. You canceled it. We were on the phone. You're like, I'm scheduling an appointment now. You did a follow up. Is it eight, eight week? I scheduled them. It's probably for next week. Okay, I better it's cancel it. It's like a week or two from now. Okay, fair enough. I better cancel it. Yeah, because I'm not. You're I'm not going, going in zero once change. Once that baby came, like all bets were off. You know, like that you were, like you had said that you had thought that was going to happen. You were pretty right. You're pretty right. So anyway, so what? So you went in to see Sarah Lynn. So what happened? So I went in. I was funny. I had 8.30 in the morning, uh, a.m. appointment. And I went in 10 minutes earlier because I was so excited. Yeah. Because I have been. So she had a target. It was an eight-week target. So an eight-week target for my weight. So I initially started my whole uh, Operation Superhero June 7th. About. Three weeks after that is when I went and got the body composition test. Yeah. So um, in that time, I went from uh, 205 to 202.5. So I lost two and a half pounds. And one of the reasons I went to go in to see is I was like, well, I just want to get a sense, like, what is my body fat percentage? Yeah, I really had, yeah. I, Phil, Phil had, had gone to get a DEXA scan, which is this very expensive, extremely accurate, like, MRI of your, your uh, body composition. And uh, then I got me, that got me thinking about it. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do something like that. And so that's how I found, you know, fit facts and, and everything. So, um, so it was two and a half weeks later. It was at 202.5. So that was, yeah, it was 202.5. And when I, when I went and measured, I w- when I went and had the test, I was 202.5 pounds. I was uh, 49.5%. 40, 40, yeah, 49.5 pounds of fat on me. I was 24.5% body fat. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I went in and now, eight weeks later, went in on Tuesday morning. And first I get it there, and she's like, wow. She just looks at me, and she's like, holy, you know, I can't remember exactly, but she's like, what a transformation. <laughs> she's like, all right, I want to hear everything, <laughs> but first let's get the numbers. So we get down, and I weighed in at 189 even. So her target for me over the eight-week period was 190. Oh, wow. Great. Um, so exactly I went from 202, so I was supposed to lose 12 and a half pounds. I lost 13 and a half. Um, and I didn't gain any muscle despite all the weightlifting. Huh. Not any, no weight, no muscle gain. And we were talking about it, and the reason was I was probably just, I, it's really difficult to put on muscle while you're losing weight and at a, cal- a caloric deficit. So I, you know, obviously my, I had like a 2,400 roughly, you know, ca- calorie ceiling. And, but I was, which I was keeping to, but I was lifting six days a week, lifting pretty intensely. And I was doing anywhere from five to seven, 800 calories on the elliptical of, in, of, of intent, a pretty intense intervals so i was i was just losing too much weight there's just not my body could not add muscle when i was just burning that many calories so she's like all right she's like this is amazing right but i want to up your calories like another i want to add a couple hundred more calories a day and i want you to dial back the cardio i don't think you need quite as much cardio as you're doing because i got so i was so focused on this at every week every i would weigh myself every morning sometimes i weigh myself a couple times a day like just trying to get a beat on where my weight was and i was like you know every week i want to be down a pound and a half and i was just like damn it you know i'd get there and i'm only down a half a pound or i'm not so, down at all and it would make you do more cardio? i'd get pissed i'm just like i'm going to grab this thing by the neck and i'm going to you know beat it to the ground there's nothing you know i'm going to kill this you know and does the cardio like maybe uh erode some of the muscle kind of thing yeah cardio can make you go catabolic well it, it, i guess it's a combination of just being catabolic uh, calorie deficient whether it's yeah. cardio or not of calories your body will start breaking down muscle to get energy i see yeah i mean i i don't know i don't know if anyone has a hundred percent answer even the people who study it they have theories on it and you know whatever but bottom line is you want to put on muscle you need to have some excess calories going into your system or at least not be leaving your system and what she said is she's like you know it is possible to put on muscle lose fat but a lot of not many people can do it only some people can do it she's like you might be able to do it because you're a mesomorph which is a sort of a muscular build you have a natural mm-hmm. muscular build so as a mesomorph you might do it but we got to find the sweet spot calorie wise you know if we're above it you're not gonna lose weight if we're below it you're gonna you're gonna just uh, burn you're gonna burn muscle so let's see if we, learn, we can inch it up a couple hundred calories and maybe make it happen what about, uh, just, uh, I mean, I'm just curious, like, what about if, you, if someone, not you, just someone did it, like, they didn't do any calorie deficit and they just put on muscle, so they gained, like, five pounds of muscle, then would, would they then start losing more weight? I mean, yeah, well, so the way, like, um, we, say bodybuilders and, say, competitive, can, can people who compete in, 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 like, physique competitions and sometimes even professional athletes, they say, I, want to, I need to bulk up. So they'll go on a bulking phase. So they'll yeah. eat a lot, of cal- a lot of excess calories. And they'll put on a lot of muscle. They'll lift really heavy weights. Yeah. And this might go for three, four, five, six months. Yeah. And they'll put, they'll put on a bunch, some fat too. Yeah. And then they go on a cutting phase where they do what I did, which is like eat a lot of protein, hope not to lose much muscle, if any, and then burn a bunch of fat. I see. Bulk, cut, bulk. bulk so cut. bulk for I six see. months, cut for two. Because you, you can lose fat much more quickly than you can put on muscle. I mean, you, well, what you, about if you're like, let's say I was to do that. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Let's say I was to bulk up with muscle. Would it then make it easier for me to lose weight? 
for every pound of muscle, I think the ball, the back of the envelope thing is like you can eat 50 to 60 more calories a day. Alrighty. You building muscle now is dumb. You need to lose. All you should do is lose fat. You should, as soon as you get past this baby face, because this is something I want to talk to you about anyway, we'll get into, we can do that, is lose fat. I'm telling you, nothing is going to improve your quality of life more. Nothing's going to improve your health. Nothing's going to move the needle more than you losing 30, 40 pounds of fat. Yeah. Putting on two pounds of muscle, you're not even going to see it. You know, you just, it's just not, you, when, you're, when, you, when, you're, when you're over a certain body size percentage, it's just going to be hidden under just bulk. Yeah, but you'd feel better. No, you won't. You won't feel much different. You're going to have to put on a lot more muscle to make yeah. it much of a difference. Um, Interesting. I've got a contrary opinion to that. Yeah. I, I, oh, we can jump in this for a minute. Yeah. So your 15 minutes a week workout plan yeah. is like the butt of, it's the butt of mine Phil's ongoing jokes. <laughs> Say, hey, <laughs> I got this five-minute workout plan I'm going to start. You only have five minutes a week, and you look at the weights, <laughs> and you put on muscle. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it's just ongoing. It's like the, the So the you Justin, guys are making fun of it? Uh, I, 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 even when I saw Sarah Lynn, I go, so let me ask you one more question. So my, Justin, he's got this new workout, high-intensity workout muscle. He's going to go 15 minutes a week. What do you think? She just like starts cracking up. You know, the same thing. I, I, I was talking to the, I went to see the ART. I saw Chris, the ART guy. Yeah. And I, you know, you don't even have to finish the statement. They just start bursting out laughing. Like, it's just, it is like the get rich quick scene, like the 30 second abs. The, it's just, it's not gonna work. You That's have it. to put in the effort. Get losing weight, putting on muscle. It requires work. It requires work. There are, there are efficient and less efficient ways to go about it. But there's no way around it. It takes commitment and it takes work. I don't think it takes a combination of diet and exercise, depending on what you're trying to do, whether you're losing fat, putting on muscle, whatever. But it is really hard to lose weight if you're not doing some combination of those things. There are people who can just diet. I mean, you just really suck down the calories and cut out the sugar and carbs and they can lose some weight, you know, but they usually lose some muscle too. Um, you'll see that. And there's some people who, like I lost weight in the past just exercising like crazy, doing the 700 calories a day on the elliptical and lifting and not really dieting but just kind of cutting out the worst stuff. So you can do it. But 15, 15 minutes a week is not going to do shit. It's not going to do anything. That's, that's really interesting. Um, so and if you want to do it, I will, bet, I will put $1,000 um, down and say it's going to total fail. Okay, so you'll put a thousand dollars down, but do I have to pay you? Yeah, absolutely. If I fail? I'm with thousand to. Oh uh, yeah, I have the one to one. With a thousand dollars, that you doing a, mi- a fifteen minutes of work is not going to move the needle at all. For, for how long? Like how how much time do I do get? as long as you want? Because no, every week you go, you pay how many? How much do you pay? Seventy five dollars. Yeah. You pay seventy five dollars for someone to watch you for fifteen minutes do like leg presses. Yeah. So so my question to you is this. How long before, like, how long before, um, in, in what way does the needle need to move um, for this bet? For this bet uh, 10 pounds, because 5 pounds, you could be like, well, I lost some water weight or whatever. You, there's just, it's not going to happen. It's not going to do anything. So, in six, six months? Six months? Yeah. yeah, but you'd have to keep your diet the same. Yeah, I'm not going to change my diet. Yeah, right. No. I'll, I'll take that bet. Um. We'll work it out offline. We'll see that. But this, it's just not going to happen. It's, 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 it's a, 
believing that 15 minutes a week is going to do anything is just, it's the magical thinking. It's the Justin magical thinking. You're think, it's like you can pay off the world. If I spend enough money on a, on a, on a, on a program that is somehow going to wipe out the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on muscle. You're not going to get any stronger. The only strength that you would gain for 15 minutes a week is what they call noob, noob, noob strength. Like, you could go do push-ups a couple times a week and you'd get stronger just because your body is so unused to working out that your muscle, your, your nervous system learns to recruit more muscle fibers, but you really haven't put on any muscle. You have never been more wrong about anything in your life. Yeah, you're going to lose you weight on this? You are so wrong about <laughs> whether, right. whether you gain strength in that amount of time. So this one I'm going to say to to the listeners. I'm, not talking about, I'm talking about losing fat. For the first one, I'm talking about losing fat but primarily. But you, you said you're never going to gain any strength if you Not do. anything substantial. Once okay. a week? Okay. Much, I, no, no, no. You might put a... Here's it. The only strength you'll gain is for the first three months of noob strength. Beyond that, it's, it's, just your, it's just your body getting used to recruit muscle fibers. You won't put on any muscle. Okay, not anything so, significant. So I, I'm going to say the opposite, right? I'm going to say that not only am I going to put on strength, I'm going to at least double my strength. <laughs> I'm going to double my strength. Well, it depends on where you're starting. How much right. can you... What are you doing? I started, I started doing a leg press of 200. I'm going to be able to leg press 400. And leg presses are just a bullshit exercise anyway. Okay. I always talk about it anyway. The, you, you need to be doing squats. You need to really... Any, right. any performance strength conditioning coach, you no, talk about with, leg press, But within the context face. of what I'm doing, it, it's my leg press starts 200, so I'm going to say I'm going to double that to 400. Are you saying, yeah, that's possible or not? I'm saying, yes, I can do that with just 15 minutes a week. I don't think you'll do that. Okay, so would that be grounds for a bit? Okay, anyway. I'll, I'll, well, let's talk. We need to think a little more, but... I mean, but All the, right, so, the, what, so what I'm saying, what I want to say to listeners is... Um, if you get a chance, read a book called Body by Science by uh, Dr. Doug McGuff, uh, which I was sent by a listener. And I found the book to be absolutely amazing. And I'm three weeks into it. So I've done three sessions. And each session has just been basically an, the entire session of 20 minutes. But actually the lifting, you know, the lifting part is probably, I guess, less, less than 15 minutes. But I'm, I'm already feeling maybe what you're saying, just the noob strength. It's but, noob strength. But I, I recommend to a anyone who's interested in this discussion um, to read the book Body by Science. Because I, from, from what I've read, I don't know, I'm a believer, I'm a complete believer, and I believe that if I stuck with this for six months, it would make a huge difference. You're going to look health. exactly how you look now in six months. Nothing's right. going to change. Okay, so that... The only thing you're going to lose is money. Okay, so this that's is a, This is a scam. Okay. This, the whole thing is a scam. All it's right. a, Jason, I mean, it's, it's the, Justin wants to believe that he can <laughs> just do 15 minutes and it's actually going to make a difference if he'll get out. It's, it is a complete and utter total Okay, I'm so glad you said that. Bullshit. Because, because you've, you, you've said it, yes. you've been so clear about it that like in six months time we can come back and listen back to this. That's really Un good. It's unbelievable. I'm still shocked that you actually buy it. Buy it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, want, I want you to do is I want you to email me the paper, the link to the paper that this whole thing is supposedly built on. It's a number of papers. Yeah, send them to me. Send me the, I want to send me the links to the papers. All right. This is such bullshit. You're going to look silly. There's no, there is no <laughs> performance strength <laughs> conditioning coach at any college, <laughs> professional, athlete, anybody who, who, who were, were performance and strength eating has, has to be measured and is actually important who wouldn't just blow up laughing as this is a joke. You cannot work out that, that little and actually expect so anything substantial so to happen. Unless, the only way you could do that 
is if you worked out once a week and you just did like killer deadlifts and heavy squats and just blew yourself out. So let's say, let's say, but it, that would be dangerous. You could hurt yourself. Let's say that, that that this was true. And by by the way, just just to give like the background of the the, the science behind it, right? The reason why they think say it works is because um, with this, what you do is you do ten seconds each way and you never release the weight for one and a half minutes for each of the exercises. So basically, it's, it's different to the way that like the normal lifting is where you do the reps, you know, you do like five and then take a break and then five. With this one, you, you push for 10 seconds up, you push for 10 seconds down, so it's super slow. It's, it's actually called super slow. That's one of the trademarks of it. So you push up and down and up and down for one and a half minutes until you, till you reach absolute failure where it's just unbelievable and it's like so incredibly painful. And um, you do that on five to seven exercises per week. That's basically what it's about. And Jason's looking what at me. What a Jason's fucking joke. Jason says. What a fucking <laughs> joke. Oh, That's my so God. Funny. I would love you to go to any, like, any like, certified strength conditioning coach that works with any like, professional athletes, anybody who's actually live is on the line, whose career's on line for actually getting results. Would look I, at this I, and be like, you are... I don't know what the so bias is, but Jason has a serious bias against you, this concept. No, you, no, because you don't know anything about exercise. You know nothing. And you just bought... And you said, oh my God, 50 minutes. I got it. I'll do it. 50 minutes. You, I want to believe it so bad because it would work for me. I don't even All have right. to exercise because I hate it. Body by science. Listeners, oh my please God. read it. Please, please put a... Put, put, quote the, the studies or whatever. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, I'm doing it. I'm three weeks into it. My, my strength is like seriously improved already and I'm feeling <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much stronger I am give me a break I'm just give off to three break. sessions I'm gonna take you to the gym after six months and you're gonna be so weak it's gonna be funny alright go for it <laughs> oh my god go for it alright so anyway I'll finish up this <laughs> enough about your about the scam but um so so after going in so I think what's really cool is losing that much weight first she, she was shocked at the transformation she's like you know I, I guess I had lost about three times more weight than usually the best people in her group does. So that was great. So she's like, so the new, the new, the new target is, so my current, I weigh, my, my new body fat percentage is 20.8%, down from 24.5, losing. Oh, great, 20.8, yeah. So the new target is 17%. In six weeks, so by four, October fourteenth, I need I'm, the goal is seventy percent would be about one hundred and eighty-one pounds. Yeah, and then on December first, uh, it's if I hit that, it'll be thirteen percent, which would be probably like one hundred and seventy-four pounds. And then she says that's the chiseling phase. So then we spend the next couple months. Oh, chiseling! Yeah, well then you're going that's sub the 13. real superhero. Well then when you're going thirteen percent, you're already really cut. Mm-hmm. I mean, my stomach muscle is already showing through now at twenty. If I get down to 13, then you're going down to like 9 or 8, and then it's going to be super lean. So then it's like, but it's funny, though, is that I'm actually getting physically smaller because the f- if she called, she called the thermal layer is actually going away. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's like, I look at stuff in the mirror, I'm like, Jesus, like my arms and, are, and things are getting smaller, like she said, <laughs> you know, like the, the, the bear fat. <laughs> so yeah. I'm actually I'm like, I got to put on some muscle just so I don't look like a distance runner, you know? <laughs> For Christ's sakes. That's funny. Um, I don't know. You look. You don't look like you're a skinny kind of like distance runner kind of guy. Well, I'm 189 pounds and I'm already much leaner. You imagine me because t- if I get 20 pounds lighter than this, yeah. I'm going to look like a... But that isn't that... I mean, uh, like... Do I want to look like a distance runner? But no. How, how heavy is Hugh Jackman, for example? 
I think he's 202. He's 6'2". So I think it was two, 202, as I think I read. He's 200 pounds. Oh, 200 but, he's pounds. Just, so, but it, that's all muscle. Mostly muscle, right. yeah. He's like, he's probably, he probably so what would hovers around 10 or 11%. What would you have to weigh to, to look like that? I'd probably have to be like 180 pounds. With, of, it, with, with no fat. I'd probably 180 pounds at about 9% body fat or something like yeah. that. I mean, it would be, it's a lot. But I'm going to end up going down probably to 167 or 165. So then i got to put on like 15 pounds more muscle, yeah. you know. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, yeah. So, um, let's see what else I've talked about that. But anyway, it's been, um, it's been interesting. I mean, I've been completely, well, she asked me when I came in, she's like, so what would you give yourself as a grade? I'd say an A. I, I am like 100% dialed in. Yeah. So I went, I went, I went to the Killies Institute and I had them get, you know. Not just an A, but an, an A and a teacher suck up. No. <laughs> a teacher's pet, like. <laughs> Because because of going just that extra extra mile, working you know, yeah, well, I extra mean, super hard. Well, I went harder than you know, because then at night I just cut out like for instance, I only eat, like a chicken breast and, and a vegetable. Yeah. Because like I would have like, you know, if I even had a small reasonable portion of lasagna or some stir fry or something, I would add like a couple pounds of carb water the next day and it would just piss me off. I'm like, you know what, screw it, I don't want any of that. I just want, you know, I don't want to get the carb bloat, and. Um, you know, and it's worked. Are I you mean, still off the coffee? Oh, no, you're not, obviously not off the coffee. I just no, no, I, I'll have a coffee at lunch. I mean, yeah. middle of the day to kind of keep my hunger. Just so I don't get but not like, in, the bre- in the breakfast? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I, it doesn't affect me anymore. Yeah. Okay. So I, I've completely lost my acid reflux heartburn thing. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's gone. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's going right. I, um, and let's see what else. So I went and I, I told you, I, I, did I tell you, I told you I went to saw the doctor and got the physicals and all that stuff. We talked no, about no, that last didn't. show. No, no. We didn't? Uh, okay, didn't well, I'll just do it fast. You gave the results. Yeah, I went, to the, I went to the doctor. Yeah, I think I did. I went to the doctor and so I'm all clean bill of health. No problem. So my first physical in like 20 years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did yeah, that. and then I went to the Achilles Institute and the guy's like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're totally good. It's just you need to get more flexibility. Worked on that. So now I'm, my Achilles seems to be fine now after oh, five great. years suffering from that. And it was just funny. So do you think you can get to your better than 20 phase? Be, be fitter than 20 when you were 20? Yeah. So, the, well, the goal is to dunk. Yeah. It's not to fitter 20. It's to dunk a basketball, which means I would be a <laughs> substantially better athlete than I was at my prime at yeah. any point in my life. There's, I was never even remotely close to dunking. Wow. So if I can pull that, if I can develop that level of explosiveness, it would be... An audacious it would goal. be It would be something. It would be remarkable. It would be the kind of thing people in the gym would just be literally shocked. You know, it would be shocking. That's what it would be. Yeah. It'd be the kind of thing people would say years later, dude, I remember see this guy, 5'10". He guy was like in his 40s. He was throwing all these dunks. Like that, if you could pull it off, it would be that level of just, uh, holy crap. So, um, yeah, so really... Uh, oh, and see, what problem is, the only thing that kind of set me back, but was I, um, I popped a hamstring. When? Overtraining, actually like a couple days after our last podcast. So it's been oh, about three no. weeks. Um, it, and it wasn't, you know, hamstring. What does that mean, pop a hamstring? Pull a hamstring, tear a hamstring. Oh, right, okay. Which throws you off for about a month. So oh, yeah. I can't really, I haven't been able to squat or do deadlifts, which is like the, the core to build your explosive, your strength. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I can't oh, do any of those kind oh. of leg exercises. I haven't done any, I've been able to do any leg exercises. So all I've been able to do is lift upper body and do, like, cardio. So I've been doing a ton of cardio <laughs> and, you know, I've been doing what I can well, do. See, that's what's really good about the super slow is because you go so slow, you don't do something like pop the it's hands. Like the, I'm just going to call it the grandma workout. 
You're going to get a geriatric ward. <laughs> Come on, Justin. You could do it. 30 pounds this week. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not popping any hamstrings. Yeah. yeah, like I said, you're going to look exactly how you look one year from now. Don't worry. Right. So, um, oh, and the other thing I started doing, I started, you know, the, the ART guy who mm-hmm. does the soft tissue work. So I, I've been uh, I, so I, I've had I had an ongoing shoulder issue because I, I I've just gone really heavy on bench and that aggravated yeah. a long. I've had the rotator issues. cuff is it? No, it's not, it's not the rotator cuff. I I I was throwing the kids in the pool, like I would literally <laughs> launch them like twenty feet, and the colds have got kids have gotten kind of big. I'll call these like eighty pounds, and I did it like over and over. I mean, I must have thrown each one of them. Like you know, Daddy, throw me. That's and I'm like, and, you know, I, and then people would be watching. I'd be like, watch this, and I just throw them halfway across the pool. People would be like, holy crap, you know. And then the next day, you're like, oh crap, what did I do, you know? Yeah. And that kind of aggravated it, and then. Um, and then when I started benching heavy, it, just, it reared its head, ugly head, and I was like, oh, this is a problem. So I was like, you know what? If I'm going to lift heavy and bench, and if I'm going to squat and all these things, I need to go to get the soft tissue work done. I need to get that 100% fixed. So I went, and, and I had been going to him like once every couple of weeks, and I said, all right, Chris, like, let's just say that money and time is no object. Yeah. How many times should I come in to get this stuff? I want to be, I want to be fixed ASAP. I don't want to take three months. I need to be... I need to better. I need to be better now, you know. I don't. I don't want to wait around. He's like, he's like twice a week should do it. Hmm. So I'm going twice a week now, and uh, that's making a huge difference. So the combination of the ART and the hour of stretching a day and the foam roller stuff and the in the and the diet and the weight loss and weightlifting, it's like I'm, I'm already feeling it. The transformation. I mean, my functional strength. I and mean, the only thing now is it's the hamstring to heal completely. Yeah. So, yeah, Operation Superhero is. On the go. On go. It's pedal to the floor. So it's, it's, it's good. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens when my, you know, in a couple, two, three weeks after my hamstring has been healed for a couple of weeks and I can actually do, start doing plyometrics again and and squats and stuff. And because now that I'm lighter, I mean, the last time I did a test jump, I was like 94 pounds. I mean, 194 pounds. No, yeah. be, uh, next time I'll be, I'll be like 187. <laughs> you should do a video of it, and then, so we can have them slide by oh, slide. I do. Well, I you have. should at least be able to go. You, you did a video of the first one, right? And I showed you the second one. Yeah. And after I showed you the second one, that's when you started dialing back your skepticism. The first time, you're like, there's no way you're going to dunk. Because I was like eight inches below the rim. You're like, yeah. dude, there's no way. And then the second one, I was like three inches below the rim. And you're like, oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> so in this one... The only thing is, I'll be lighter, but I will have not done any leg exercise or not a lot uh, for uh, like a month. So I, yeah. it'll take me a few. It'll take me a few weeks just to get. But back. don't you risk like pr- popping that? That's why I'm like yeah. not. That's why I need to take an extra week or two and just be like very cautious because okay. my biggest weakness as when it comes to training and all that stuff is I get overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. I throw caution when I lift too heavy. I, do I don't much. have that problem. Yeah, I know. You're the opposite. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you're like, what is the least I could possibly do? <laughs> Not to kill over and die next week <laughs> from lack of inaction. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like one more set. That's when I hurt my shoulder. I was like doing sets of 225, and I had one more set. And I had a couple people watching. And they were like, "Holy crap!" And I'm like, "Yeah, watch this," you know. And I get my ego starts going, and I'm just like, and I do that one extra rep, and then I'm like, "Oh crap, that yeah. was bad." I gotta like, I gotta check my ego and be like, you know what? I'm just just do just do what the program says and not get crazy. I've learned the lesson about five times already in the last three months. So, 
Anyway, so, um, so that's enough with uh, Operation Superhero. Okay. But I'm I'm sorry to go on on about it. I'm just um, no, you're you're excited about it. Why? Super I mean, super excited. So last yeah, I've lost 16 pounds. I was looking at my notes. I've you lost can talk to me as much as you want about it. It's just the listeners that I th- I think is yeah. the issue. I'm, I'm, I'm just perfectly happy. To I'm just it. saying. I've lo- so just look at my notes. I've lost 16 pounds. I've also lost f- over four inches off my waist. Nice. So I'm down from a 37. I'm below a 33 now. Yeah. Since I've started my workout, I've I've lost. Well, actually, there's no, there's nothing. no loss. No, no nothing. Loss. No, nothing yet. But I'm, I've, I feel very hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. So um, the other thing I want to talk about, math team. Oh, yeah. Uh, we st- you know, so you do this twice a week now. Yeah, okay. So to back up, last year Sandy and I coached the fourth grade math team. Right. We started at the end of December, middle of December, and then we carried it through the year. We did a few of those national competitions and the whatever, and then we just we did two, twice a week at lunch. So the plan this year was to have them ha- not have to do their normal math, but just work with us. And so we had them take the fifth grade math assessment at the end of fourth grade. If they pass it, then they're like placed out of it. Okay. And so we were working with the gate coordinator, which is the gifted and talented mm-hmm. coordinator, and, um, and the uh, principal. Well, unfortunately, the gate coordinator retired at the end of last year, so it was just the principal we left. And so, but he was on board and he was like, yeah, 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 we can do this. And, you know, just let me know at the beginning of next year. And so then I'm emailing him. I email him like a week and a half before school starts and like, hey, Dr. Albert, I just want to touch base about this and find out about like, how do we organize this with the teachers and figure out a good time and get a room. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, let me get back to you uh, on the first week of school once I know what rooms are being used and not used and we'll get it all sorted out. Then I find out we go Friday I think it was, yeah, no, I, I guess I find out Sunday night, the night, the day before school, first day of school, that, the t- that our uh, principal had resigned. Ah, that's the guy who you made the deal with. He's gone. Just disappeared. Uh-oh. Never emailed me back. So I'm like, okay, so there's no gate coordinator. There is a temper interim principal comes in. Who knows nothing about this. And I'm just like, and so I emailed the parents. It's like, well, I'm going to... I'll, I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to get in contact with the. Um oh, all right. We just moved Party? location. We've just moved location, and uh, the audio should be much clearer from this point forward. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the. Um, so I sent an email. I went on the website, found the fifth grade teachers, the contact info for the fifth grade teachers. Yeah. And I sent an email to each one of them, CC'd all the parents, and I sort of explained the situation. And, um, and they mostly, actually, there were, I didn't get much of a response except for one who I happened, who was my son's teacher. And he seemed generally open to the idea um, about having, well, at least having a pullout where so many times a week we would have, we would take all the kids out of the class and, to work with us. Um, so we ended up getting lucky because the gate coordinator from the, who had retired was volunteering for a few weeks because they didn't have anybody. They didn't have anyone hired, and so she just was volunteering to help things, help in the transition. All right. And the new interim principal was really friendly, and he was like, sure, whatever, you know. Okay, and, great. Uh, and, you know, any parents who want to help out, yeah, we'd love any, you know, all the help we can get. Oh, so it totally stuff. worked out. Yeah, so it worked out. So then we, so perfect time, too. We do it from 11.15 to 12.05, so right before lunch. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three days a week. Three days a week. Bloody hell. Three days a week. 
Because, nice. you know, and, and, and that way we get a lot more work done in class so they don't have to do as much homework because I don't really want to burden them yeah. with too much homework. You don't want them to feel like they're being punished for being good at something. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I told the parents, I said, look, we're shooting for between 30 minutes and an hour of homework in the week for the entire week. You know, so maybe 10 to 20 minutes of work per class of homework. You know, just a little bit, just to kind of keep whatever. So anyway, um, so we had the first class on Wednesday and second class was today, Friday. And today was great. We actually started teaching them algebra, <laughs> which is really interesting experiment. Um, and, you know, it was like, okay, X plus five equals eight. What does X equal? And a lot of them would just go in their head. Well, you know, if X plus five equals eight, then X has to equal three. Just, right? Mm-hmm. They can figure it out. I'm like, okay, now if you get a more complicated one, then what is it? What is three X minus two equals 20 or whatever? What is that? And they're like, uh, 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 you know, they think about it. And I'm like, yeah. there's an easy way to do this. It's just it's a puzzle. It's like, it's like a Rubik's Cube or something. You just, there's a few rules. You move stuff around, get the answer. And so I went through it step by step, and um, we got them doing the, so they could add and subtract from both sides of an equation to get it, uh, get it to isolate a variable and then to add, multiply and divide. And it was funny because, like, you, you'd see a few kids go, oh, oh, I get it. You know, like, I get it, I get it, I get it. You know, and then the other's like, I think it, no, I don't get it. You know, and <laughs> it was like, and then I'd be like, all right, now raise your hand if you don't understand this step. And I'd go one step and then, like, half the class, I'm like, okay. And then it was just like a funnel, like getting it down to, like, the last one or two kids who were missing something about it. And um, about... A third of the kids have it nailed, both adding and subtracting and multiplying and dividing both sides of an equation. I would say the next third got the adding and subtracting and are almost have the multiplying and dividing. And then the remaining third are kind of, they pretty much have the adding and subtracting, but they're, a little, they're not quite as confident in it. They're like, I think I get it. Is it the abstract thinking that's the issue? I don't know. It's just something new. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just learning's hard. I yeah. mean, it's really new. And I was like, look, boys and girls. This is not mental math. You have to do it step by step. I want to see every step is a new row. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If you do not do a new row for each step, it is wrong. I will mark it wrong. And if you do it more than a couple of times, I'm going to assign more homework for you. <laughs> I will break you of this habit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we will break you. Because the kids get really stubborn about it, and they want to try and do everything in their head. And that if you hit a ceiling you know, before getting to algebra. You really can't do a whole lot with just like one step. Right. It's like this is, you know, this is real math. And, uh, you know, and this is the way you do it. Once you get this down, you want to do stuff in steps and whatever, then we can do all kinds. You'll you'll be good. Our goal is to make you awesome. So let's help Help me help you. Help me help you. (laughs) (laughs) So it was funny. One of uh, uh, Kylie goes, she's like, I got the right answer. She wrote down all just wrote down the answer on head. And Sandy just went and erased every single one. I'm like, no, do it over. (laughs) And she's like, but I got an answer. She's like do it in steps or you have to do it. And she's like, but she's like, she's like, Kylie, am I going to send an email to your dad? And she's like, no, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're friends with his dad, her, yeah, her dad yeah. Kyle. He's an awesome guy. And she's like, no, no. She's like, do what we're telling you to do. <laughs> you huh. know? But um, it's going to be exciting because, you know, these are fifth graders, you know. Some it's of not just nine. about the, the challenges anymore, is it? It's about their whole education, right? It started off just for the challenge, for the competition. Oh, for the competitions? Yeah. yeah. Well, so what I want to do is we're, the reason we're to teach them algebra is once you know enough algebra, then you can do simple physics. You have to do physics equations. Then we can do, we can model all kind of cool stuff. Teach them a little trig, just a little bit, you know, just the kind of bit that you'd actually need to solve most problems. And, 
And then all of a sudden, we're doing all kind of real-world physics problems or, I don't know, any branches of science. And it'll just open up. It'll be, just, it'll be super fun. They're, and they're going to be, they're going to love it because they're just hungry to do cool stuff. I mean, these kind of kids are just like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, trust us. <laughs> you, you know, we'll just do some algebra, do this, you know, and, and we're going to do, it's going to be amazing. Um, and uh, and I th- not only that, it, it's going to blow people's minds. It's going to be like an audacious goal. Like if we get these kids doing this stuff, it could really change the trajectory of their lives because they'll have done and mastered a lot of the fundamentals of high school math when they were just kids. Mm. And then they'll be so comfortable, as comfortable as like most people are with adding and subtracting. And then they, and then they get to high school and they learn it, and then they probably forget it and they get to college and they're struggling because they don't remember what the difference between sine and tangent or they don't really, they can't really remember how to you know, comfortably factor polynomial or anything like that. And so they try and take an econ course or they try and take a course in chemistry and they just blow it after three weeks. It's like, I can't do this math. I'm done. I'll, oh, well, I guess I'll change the public policy, <laughs> you know. So, um, but I have to tell you, I was on an incredible high doing it. Like, you know, because you hear the, oh, 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 no. Oh, I get it, I get it, right? And you're like, all right, all right, right. who get, you know, it was, it was like, a, like, how, like, how do I solve this problem? Yeah. And the kids were fired up about it. You know, it's funny. Oh, so the first day, on Wednesday, I had to go, the, the gate coordinator, Mrs. Stuckey, she said, I, I think you should go and collect them from the cla- their class the first day. So I went, you know, and all the fourth, fifth grade classes are right around each other, and I went, you know, kind of stuck my head in the door, and I'm like, we're, you know, and I kind of nod at the teacher, and then, in, in like, you could tell they're like, it's a normal class, and they're just like bored out of their minds, and one of them's up's teaching the class, Nicole, she's like, yeah, she wanted me to teach the class how to do, you know, <laughs> adding or subtracting, unlike denominator, you know, and, she's, and the other kids are just like, oh, God, and I'm like, come on, guys, get the band back together, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and they're all like super fired up, you know, That's cool. it was, uh, it was really neat, it was really neat, and I think we learned a lot of lessons last year about how to um, how to do this and make it efficient for us. You know, like you know, you, we, I, I found some have fun for the have kids. fun for yeah. the kids, efficient for us, efficient for the kids. Like you do a lot of th- you try a lot of things. You're like, oh, that didn't work, right? Or that just so me making up all the homework problems is just way too time consuming. I found a bunch of PDFs for like um, discontinued workbooks like 2008 or 2011 that are just like now they're discontinued but the pdfs are there and they're like hey you know i get algebra and pre-algebra workbook pages and i just go to pdf print out three pages for each kid staple them boom here you go you know easy right doesn't take i'm just sitting there for an hour and a half trying to make up problem after problem which gets tedious after a while and uh we've learned that like don't stand at the board for more than five to ten minutes doing stuff get them into doing the problems say let's mm. do a couple problems all right everybody do number three problems, you know, and have them, they get into it. Yeah, we saw that in Catalyst as well. Yeah that, yeah, that definitely is not. Get them working together in teams, checking each other's work. I have now of checking each other's work. As soon as mm-hmm. a kid understands something, get too far ahead. Okay, I want you to go over. These kids don't understand it. Could you go help them? And they go over and help. Yeah. And that, which is, re- which. It's like distributed computing. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> and it's definitely killing two birds of one stone because if, if either you, either they get too far ahead because you're like, okay, can you go work on this other stuff? And then it's like, now, then they finish that and these other kids haven't finished. You know, and you get uneven. But it helps them learn it more. Helps them learn it more because they have to explain it. They kind of feel good about themselves. Yeah. It helps the other kids because, you know, sometimes you need to go by one by one. It's like, okay, if there's seven kids that are struggling, I got one or two, Sandy's got one or two, then we have, then okay, Kent, Nicole, Riley, go explain this to to, to Katie, whatever. And, you know, it's going to be like with everything. I mean, certain kids are going to pick up certain things faster than other kids. Yeah. They just, they just are. And it's not, sometimes some kids are just, 
faster picking up things. I mean, all these kids are bright, but some kids are just a little brighter. But some kids are just, there will be certain topics that will come more easily for them, probably. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then, of course, we make things game-oriented, competition-oriented. We give out Jolly Ranchers, put them in teams, you know, you just kind of make it fun. But you also just, like, you want to get, it's like I say in soccer practice, you want their foot on the ball as much as possible. I want them doing as many problems, good problems, interesting problems, challenging problems, as many of them as possible. And I want them doing it in front of us so that I can help them if they get confused. And I want them at home being frustrated and discouraged and stressed. It's like, no, just do it here. Oh, no, see, you can't divide by blah, you know, whatever. Mm. So anyway, super exciting. And it it reminds me of the other thing, like you... the project that you're learning, I was wondering how that was going. Yeah. Oh, uh, we'll call it, I, would, I would call it my tag for that is zero to hero by oh, learning okay. electrical engineering right. or learning electronics. <laughs> um, tag. Yeah. Uh, you know, my notes has like Z, Z to H. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's what my, uh, my tutor, my instructor calls it. He's, so he's, it's, it's funny, uh, you know, he has a PhD in electrical engineering, works at JPL, um, designs you know, circuits and, you know, whatever, for electronics for a living. That's what he does, really yeah. advanced. Designs microchips and things, custom microchips, really cool stuff. And um, he, uh, yeah, he's one who coined the term, zero, you know, started calling the zero to hero. Yeah. He's like, so you want to go zero to hero, right? I'm like, that's right. So, but yeah, he's like my personal trainer, you know. He sends me prompts, like, all right, make sure you do these, and <laughs> whatever. And so everything's going great. The one thing I had to do, though, is I was doing it twice a week, and I had to move it to once a week. I just found, like, we'd have it on Tuesday night. We'd have a session on Tuesday night at 7.30, so 7.30 to 9.30, we'd do two hours, and then he'd have some more problems for me. But then we'd have another one on Friday morning or something. Or Saturday it's morning. not like, enough time to I get... enough time. Yeah. Like, two nights. Yeah. It's like, you know, I don't... I have to, after Does he still want to go? I mean, is he still oh, yeah, excited about it once a week? Yeah. Well, okay. he was like, look, I, he's like, you know, we can do it however you want to do it. He's like, we won't go as fast. I'm like, yeah. I said, the thing is, okay, there's a couple of things. It's a little pricey. Not that... I mean, I pay him $40 an hour, so it's a bargain yeah for him in fact i feel a little bit insulting to mm-hmm. pay him that little i mean i really couldn't afford to pay him much more than that and i told him i said if you know once i get a point where i can't pay you more i will pay you a lot more yeah <laughs> i said but um he's like he's like he doesn't you'd probably rather pay him like 50 or whatever you I'd know i'd rather pay him a hundred dollars yeah. an hour if i could afford it you right know? okay if i one day get the you know the 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 one day in the future where when you cash in my Uber, Uber equity, equity yeah. you know, whenever that's going to be, 2020 or whatever, then, yeah, I'll say, here, I'm paying you $100 an hour because you're awesome and you deserve yeah. it. And, but um, I said, right now, twice a week, two-hour session, that it came to what, uh, to, let's see, $163, $640 a month. That's a lot of money for an extracurricular. Yeah, it is. And Sandy... Sandy was like, yeah, it's for the financial, and I, I felt like, yeah, that's, that's probably more than we can really afford, you know, and it, if it's, it would be one thing if it was directly tied into my career. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's more indirect. I'm like, yeah, maybe one day I can do something interesting with this expertise, but until then, it's like taking Italian or something. It's like, it's just, you know, making you know, self-improvement, you know, learning something interesting, mm-hmm. something I always learned to learn, you know, mm-hmm. taking our class in archaeology. It's like, well, good for you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's fun. But so the second thing was um, I, I was stressed because I didn't have time to do the problems, you know, and I, I keep coming in and be like, yeah, I didn't have a time to do these. And he'd be like, all right, well, let's just do them here. And then, but also I didn't have enough time to like play with the material in between our meetings. Like I, sometimes I'd like a couple days 
more than I had to say, look stuff up online, Think play about with problems, it. play around with some stuff. You know, I, I was like, it was like taking a class, like you're stressed. So you don't have that time. You're just like, oh God, I get the problem set done and I got to get class. I got another problem set and I get a midterm. You know, you just can't. So how, lo- how long have you been doing once a week? Oh, I don't know, like six weeks, two months. I and has that been feeling much better? There's once a week. Oh, oh, what's, oh, I think since the beginning. Oh, uh, just like a week and a half. Okay, yeah. Feels better, yeah. And I want, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, was just, it was just too much. Yeah. I mean, with all the, you know, the training was the Operation Superhero stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, I work out six days a week and all that stuff, and then. We well, don't like, need to oh, do so much cardio anymore, so maybe that could free up some time. Well, free up. I mean, I'll dial back a little bit, but it's still oh, okay. that and work and you know, it's just like there just wasn't that much time. So it's now so much. It's a, it's it's a sustainable. I can afford three hundred dollars a month. I can afford two hours a week. I can of time with him. I can afford now. I have enough time to to sort of work with it. So much easier to stick with something when it's sustainable like that. Yeah, you got to pick a sustainable. I mean, I would love to do it. You know twice a week but it just um my life is just too uh, packed right now and but um you know we've, we're getting pretty advanced and it, it, i the thing that reminds me is learning is hard yeah this this is hard to learn sometimes like we're going through problems i'm like dude i'm like I, i'm just looking at the problem and he's like he's like what do you not get i was like well everything i get it <laughs> sort of <laughs> i said i'm trying to create a framework in my mind to understand how this fits in you know because i have a lot of pieces of things i understand but I, ha- I don't quite have a framework in my mind yet where everything fits together and why it fits together the way it does and i'm struggling so there's a part of my meta learning going on i'm trying to figure out how to process my learning better and one thing i, I told you that i was going to do uh, that i started to try and do was put all the notes online yeah so i was going to put on my website and i was going to like use math jacks where you can do equations and I was going to design the circuit diagrams using circuit lab I think it was called and I started doing that but it just I discovered it just takes way too much time it just, just takes a, it takes a lot of time to draw the diagrams and get them looking right and export them and today's time it's just like it was just adding hours onto it when I really just need to be doing practice problems and experimenting with stuff on my own and, and, and also I just don't know it well enough to even fill out my own notes you know you just you start trying to write, explain something, you're like, I don't know, is that true? And you start looking stuff up, and it's just like, ah, I'm just not there yet. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard enough to write explanations of things you understand. You know, if, if I said, hey, Justin, could you, could you start writing a book on advanced PHP? You're like, oh, yeah, sure. You write it, like, well, how do I explain this? Or wait, thing, you know, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, when you barely understand it, it's not really. I wouldn't be confident to write a book on advanced PHP. Or whatever. If yeah, but I, but I know what you're saying. Like, and, and that's what I know most about. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> well, that's why when you're always like, well, you were talking about any food, JC's Register is an expert. I'm like, I'm not an expert in anything. Right. I mean, I, I could think of. I mean, I'm not a specialist. It's just, I, I've, I'm, yeah, just a ja- I'm just a generalist. I'm a jack of all trades. You know, yeah. I know something about a lot of things, and I know a little bit more about a handful of things and whatever, but... I'm not like a node expert. I'm not a, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I mean, I know some node. I know some C++. I know some JavaScript. I know some page, whatever. You know, I do this. I can do that. And yeah, I mean, yeah. So anyway, so I stopped doing that. And that did burn some of my time. I spent a fair amount of time because I really wanted to get it working. And I just couldn't. 
I tried it and I got I wrote like five or six pages of notes and then I was just like this is just stupid. talking about burning time. I, 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 I the reason why I'm switching subject is because I want to try and find out we don't have like a massive amount of time. I want to I want to say one more thing to it. Yeah, though. Okay. No, stuff, yeah, sure. Okay? okay, go on. So the one other thing I tried to do though to um to increase my learning rate is I really wanted to use space repetition. Oh yeah, we've mentioned and that a few times. There's two programs out there that people tend to use. There's there's Super Memo Plus, but that's just kind of a craplet, you know. I don't yeah. think anyone ever really uses it. The people use Anki and MemoSign, and generally they have. I think all both of them have versions that are Windows, Mac, Unix. Sometimes or, I mean, or Linux, and sometimes they have like iPhone or whatever app or whatever. And but none of them I could get. I for Mac I could get anything to do equations using using LaTeX. Yeah. Do these special installs and these add-ons. I tried using web pages, use MathJax. I tried Chrome extensions to eject MathJax and the OncuWebs. I couldn't get anything to work. And I found that really frustrating because um, it was like, well, it would be great to have like little problems or, or uh, formulas or whatever as so you th Anki flashcard type uh, things. Are you thinking of building an app? I, I resisted. I didn't do it. Good. Well I done. went through I mean, the. I went through the there is growth here. I went through a five minutes of 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 sort of angst where I was like, should I? Oh man, I could just maybe I could just create something simple. And then I was like, you no, know what? This no. is this. I've learned that I've done this stupid thing yeah. where I think I could just knock something out in ten or twenty hours of work. Really, it's going to take one hundred and fifty hours even get something basic, and then it's still going to take up my mental energy after that. And I should have spent all that time just learning the damn theory. Yeah. If I just been just randomly or just worked on things I needed work on, I would have, which is the whole goal, I'd have been more successful. But that said, if there's anybody out there who's figured out how to hack Anki or MemoSign to to use LaTeX or show equations on I, on OS on OSX, please send me an email. Let me know because I can find. I mean, I've followed some thing discussions on Google groups and tried things that people suggested, but none of them worked. So it was really. Let down. But you were going to say, speaking of burning time? What I was going to say is, speaking of burning time, and I, the reason why I keep on asking you all these questions, and I'm not saying very much, well, there's two reasons. One is I'm just tired, but another reason is I'm, we haven't spoken on the show for three weeks on the show, and I'm just interested in where this stuff's at. So I need to go through all of your projects. Yeah, that's fine. So the God's Tweets thing, is it on the App Store yet? Not yet. Oh. We have, so we, <laughs> you know, it got rejected like a couple months ago, or yeah. whatever it was, a few months yeah. ago, and... You know, it's one of those things that like, fix little things, but it's, it's always more than a few things. Every and time. I told him I'm not going to just work on it. Like, yeah, he I has work to come down and you. sit next to you, yeah. But he's really busy, and I'm like, yeah, see, it's tough, right? <laughs> and I've actually, I actually made it a little easy for him. I said, you don't have to come here, but we have to do it over the phone. Okay, yeah. Because he lives in Beverly Hills, and so it's kind of a trek and stuff. <laughs> so um, we are doing a session tomorrow morning a couple hours I don't know if, we're, if that's even going to finish it up we have to do an admin functionality we got to build into it so I don't know man it's just it's a never ending consulting project okay. I would love to just be done with <laughs> trust me I just do. well I just want the reason why I want it online is so that we can like send people to this thing that you did you know check out this thing that Jason did in Titanium it's awesome well if you want to look at something I did just use Uber Okay, but you didn't, you, you didn't build the Uber app. I didn't build the Uber app, but I built the original, original brain behind the... Uh, right, yeah. Engine. No, you, so built, you built the dispatcher. But, I mean, something that's like 100% what Jason did, you know? Yeah. So, um... But, you know, it's for a client, right? So it's not like 
you go, oh, well, why did Jason do this? Why? It's like, I did it for a client. I did it. I did what, what they, they asked, wanted me to what do. they wanted. Right. I mean, I'm proud of a lot of things I did do with it. Is there anything out there like that people could see that There's you've done 100%? I don't know. Why? I don't know. I'm just, just curious. I don't uh, know. I'm tired. Forgive me. I'm <laughs> like, why do you care? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I was just, trying, I don't know. I mean, just uh, trying to say something. Uh, <laughs> the Market X oh, yeah. app might still be up there. Market X app. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, of course, Anyfu's down. Uh, I'm trying to think of projects. I don't know. can't think of anything. What right. a, yeah. I don't know. Um, Splitsville, if you want to see something I did. Right. App Store and type Splitsville. So, is there anything else you want to ask about? Yeah, definitely. Go on, ask you. Uh, okay, well, everything. Uh, empath? So, yeah, you know, it's interesting, empath. So, part of it is my fault. So, like, there's some content. We we're developing the content we had that we brought on this, uh, this third, this woman, uh, Amana, to help with the content. She got a lot of the questions, and I think I talked about this, but the questions had, there were issues with it. They were not the right kind of questions in a lot of ways. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, she's smart. She's smart and she did a lot of research and she did a comprehensive job. But there were things that were not taken into consideration when she was developing the question tree. And I was like, Ugh. so I was trying to write an email, like explaining all the reasons why. And every time I started writing it, I just was like, I kind of gave up because I was either being too harsh or was just getting too involved. And, and I had other stuff going on. And then it was like two weeks passed. And I sent an email to Lola. I said, Lila, I'm really sorry. I don't know. I don't know why I'm blocking on this. I'm just blocking on it. I just, yeah. you know, sometimes you get to a task, you're like, I don't know why I can't get this done, but I can't get it done. Yeah. It's a combination of four. Like, I find it inherently uninteresting. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> not. I, I and getting this done is just sending the email. Just sending an email critiquing all of this huge content, content yeah. questions. Yeah. I like, I don't, I'm just not that interested in doing it, I guess. I'm very concerned about <laughs> writing it in a it's way pretty that. pretty I'm just yeah. not that. Not, I don't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I have to be clear about why things need to be different, you know? And so that combination, and it's just I don't have a lot of time. So the combination of those three things had the net result of not making any progress, right? Yeah. So I said, why don't we do this? Give me a call when you're free. And then let's just go on and we'll go over the questions. I'll Sometimes you're just speaking. Yeah, it's and not, you it's just, just you write down whatever yeah. you want and then you yeah. call her and go over with her one by one. I'll yeah. tell you what I think. You can jot down a note or two and say, here's, you know, and cause she's the one who's going to work with um, on, on the questions. They work together. And so, and I had already had a converse, follow-up conversation. I told her all of my concerns, which she totally got. She's like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But it was more general. It wasn't like this question, this question. And uh, we played phone tag for a couple of days and then... And then nothing. But I'm curious, like, where's she at with sales? Like, you, you had meetings, like, set up or whatever, and she was, you know, speaking to people, and she had clients potentially ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, it was really it's interesting. I, it, it, it's one of, the, one of these things that happens with people who are bootstrapping and momentum. Yeah. You know, she's a single mother. Yeah. She has a full, uh, pretty demanding full-time job. Uh, I think... We, had, we lost a lot of steam when we didn't get accepted in the Y Combinator, especially for her, because she yeah. really put a lot of effort into doing that and getting in. When we didn't get in, I think she tried to keep her chin up, but I did really, that was a tough one um, to take. So... Did you, by the way, did you do the video for the Combinator? Oh, yeah. You did the... Edu- I wish you, I'd love to have seen that, like, that video that you did with her. Yeah. 
That'd be Because I was looking at the Y Combinator entrance form and I saw that you had to do a video and they showed some example videos. I bet it, I bet it was cute. That was pretty good. I thought yeah. we did a good job. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we did like 30 takes, finally got one right. Yeah. You know, um, it's kind of exhausting, you know. Um, well, you know how I hate doing rehearsed Yeah, things. I know. You're you like, hate. just say what you just said. i like, I can't. I have to be off the cuff. I cannot do anything rehearsed. It must have been very frustrating for her. Well, I let her do more of the talking. Surprisingly, she did most of the talking. I, 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 I played your role in that one. I said, you, 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 you go. I'll say these two things or whatever. But so here's the situation. I think I need to talk. I think she's a Burning Man right now. She's a Burning Man every year. And I'm mm. pretty sure I, I pinged her on Skype. I said, are you a Burning Man? I haven't heard back in two days. So I'm like, that's she she's is. a Burning Man. Yeah. Um, so I think me not doing anything for two weeks, coupled with her probably being swamped with work. Unfortunately, momentum was a momentum killer. Yeah. And. If we're going to do this, we're going to have to get the momentum going again. So we either need to do it or not do it. And I have to take some serious blame for stalling out for two weeks. And But I just did. I just, I don't know. I mean, you know, the problem is, and this is, this is something that I've learned the hard way, that if I'm super into something... I have the passion to persist. If I just think, oh, that could work, that's kind of neat, that's kind of fun, it shouldn't be too hard, that's not enough. As, was, as Derek Sivers used to say, it's either hell yes or no. I was talking to you about this. Uh, will, willpower will get you further than passion, they, as they say. Because if, if you can like, increase your willpower, you can, at least you can do things that you don't want to do. Like, it's easier to do things you don't want to do. But with passion, it's very difficult to do things you don't want to do. I mean, that's always been my problem. With anyway. passion? Like, if, if, you're, if, if you're a kind of person who does things based on just passion, you know, really wanting to do something. Well, it's, it's common. I think what yeah. you want is something you're passionate about, and then you use willpower to get to the parts that you don't want to do. Right, right. Right? It takes willpower for me to stay on the diet. Yeah. Right? Sandy goes, buys hamburgers. The chef line picks up hamburgers <laughs> on Wednesday. Friday. She thought I was going to be... I think she thought I was going to go to the gym earlier or later. And so if she had hamburgers and fries, I'm like, oh, my God, that's brutal. Oh, like I could just smell and get through these. Oh, like, oh, God. You know, and it's not like McDonald's. I mean, these are like really high quality from Bobby's, you know. Like, oh and I'm just like, and I was, and I was starving. <laughs> and so I had my chicken and uh, Brussels sprouts or something. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I can barely that's do it. But I did funny. it. That was willpower. Yeah, that's. That's willpower. But, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. You know, listen, I, I've got uh, five minutes, and I've got, then I'm going to have okay. to go because the, cause my car ticket is going to run out. Yeah. Okay, so let me, let's think I'll just So say I've got a few other things to ask you, so okay, I, I think me, let's wrap this up. Okay, so the thing about empath is that's, that's how empath stands. Okay. And the problem with empath for me is it wasn't a passion project. It was that other kind. All right. And that's why it's making it a little more difficult for me to sort of, you know. Okay, five minutes to get out Doug's investment and the card game. Right. So let's do Doug's investment. So Mill Valley Code Club? <laughs> yeah. MV Code Club? Yeah. Going great. We are actually, we were all set to open the Bon Air location, which is in Green Bray, which is like, I don't know, seven miles away or something from the original location. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was just a lot of back and forth with the real estate agents and the companies because they had a clause in there that was going to put unlimited liability on us for you know and yeah. Doug's like and then they wanted him as a co-signer he's like we can't do that so it went down to the wire and finally like okay fine so we're signing the lease on Tuesday so we were going to open on Tuesday but we had to 
kick it back two weeks. Mm. So we're giving a couple free credits to the families. But every what it looks like we're even for opening, we may be close to break even. Wow. We we got a program coordinator hired. Um, <coughs> he hired as an assistant coordinator. Um, we have. Um, yeah, we have locations. So the next two weeks we're going to be setting up, you know, buying the, getting the computers and the tables and the, getting everything all set That's up. That's great. But that was, you know, in fact, right before I came on the interview uh, for the podcast, uh, Doug emailed me and he's like, Bonaire, back from the dead, we got it. Bonaire is the shopping center. So, oh, I see. So how did he get it? Like, did he, would, he got them to remove, like, well, the doors of, like... Yeah, well, the marketing manager for the shopping center, it's just kind of these upscale, upscale yeah, yeah, shopping yeah. center. She's a real... She's, like, has something involved with the Maker Fair, and she's really, really big on this. Even though we're not a retail type of a store, she really wanted us in this location. And he called and he said, listen, you know, I need to understand why this closet here, because I can't do this. And so a lot of back and forth, eventually, they're like, all right, fine. So he did it. Doug is very good at negotiation. Yeah, that is, that is He's, good. like, the ultimate nice guy intellectual negotiator cool, yeah. he's like i'm just trying to understand what i'm just curious like how are you how did you get to here <laughs> he can get terror he can talk terrorists down right i'm like tell him to screw off he's like well i'm just gonna talk to him and see if i can get to the bottom line i'm like f up you know like and he just that's is good. really really good at that that's why i, I love working with him because he's such a he's such a good guy I, I joke with him i said you know he's like yeah he's like uh, you know i'm the one lying in bed thinking about it all night i'm like yeah i lie in bed thinking about it and then i'm like that ah, doug's got it <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. So, um, so that's I can't. I want to say that I wish I could talk about numbers and money and revenue and profit and, but it, I can't. Sure. It's not my company. It would not be prudent to to talk about that, even if it was. You my can't company. be radically transparent. No, it's usually a bad idea. But, but you have spoken about the percentage that you owe. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. I have percentages. In fact, I have a little less now because we had to create an option pool. We actually got. Uh, we had a securities lawyer from Sonsini and whatever, the top-notch law firms, like the Goldman Sachs of law firms in Silicon Valley. And we got the all-day equity and the contracts done the right nice. way. And we got, we got the I – have, I have preferred seed shares. And we have the options pool created for the employees. That's and good. So you're really doing it right for the Everything is done right. Um, it makes a difference. It really does. Yeah, so – that's done. And then, of course, we have another lawyer for the real estate stuff. So we're using lawyers for all this stuff. Everything done. But the good news is all my investment is still there. We still haven't had to dip into that yet. Okay, great. So Doug's doing a great job. The, so you want what was the thing last year? Oh, the card, card game. Card game. So it's interesting you mentioned that. So one of the <laughs> first things that the kids jumped on me about on the first day of math class was, what about the card game? What about the card game? I'm like, oh, so you guys really want this? They're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all right. You know, because I... I, I was going to bring that up. Like, so what do you guys think about this? And the kids were really, really excited about it. So um, that's one of the things I want to spend a little bit of time on. I mean, that's one of the things I'm actually excited about. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to spend time on it unless I was really, really confident that it was going to work and the kids were going to use it and, and that we weren't going to have this class. So I'm going to spend some time on it. I'm going to have to get something rough and r- really rough cut first. Uh, luckily, I found um, this website. It's like Make Card Games or something, and it's like really hard quality cards, but it doesn't co- cost almost nothing. Have made just upload a bunch, upload a bunch of PDFs or PNGs. So I'm just gonna design some ugly stuff, but just create like 20 or 30 cards that are, and then just do like play test it. There's a few guys, a few of them say, "Hey guys, all right, anybody who wants to stay after for lunch and play test with me, you know, let's do this. You guys are most excited about, it, and then we'll kind of play test it." So I'm just gonna really do the rough prototype minimum viable card game <laughs> approach. <laughs> but um, I am excited about that. Like, that's something that I do want to do. I just kind of upset. I was, I was really obsessed with it in the spring, but I'm 
it won't take much to reignite. I'm excited my about it. I hope I can play it. I don't know if I know enough math to be able to play it, but <laughs> play like algebra, geometry. Yeah, versus with the I, kids. I mean, it, I, maybe it could get like to teach me it. I don't know. Like it'd be great to to learn that stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's well, the, the working name of his battle math. Great name. Yeah. Well, wasn't actually wasn't my name. You know, I used to think I'm pretty good at names, but it was my uh, buddy uh, James Thomas, the guy who uh, we interviewed about high frequency trading. Yeah. He's big on it. Every time he asks me, he's like, what's going on with the card game? It's a brilliant idea. You got to do it. And I'm like trying to go a name for it. And he's like, battle math. I'm like, oh, yes. I wish I came up with that. <laughs> That's a great name. And her, her, his wife was sitting right there. And she's, she's, a, she's really cool. She's, uh, she's, she's a published author. And she's like, yeah, he's really good at names. Yeah. So that's, that's great. That's it. I had some other articles. I just want to, I won't, I won't um, bring them up now. I, yeah, we'll just I'm leave them to, for, yeah. for next time, Sorry, I guess. Sorry, I've got to go. Got to go, got to go. Got to go. All right, man. Well, once again, congratulations on the on the baby boy. Thanks very much. I wish you sleep. Yeah, I need and, it. And uh, I hope, against all gods, that your 15 minutes a week work for you. <laughs> <laughs> the only re- I just want to say one thing on that. The only reason I'm giving you a hard time is because I want you to succeed. I, I am your I friend. Yeah. I care about you. I want you to get healthy. I want you to succeed. I don't want you to waste money. Mm. I'm very, very skeptical of it. I understand. I'm not trying to be a jerk. No. I, f- I just want you to figure out if it's not going to work, I want you to figure it out quickly and find something that it, does work. It really feels like it's working. All right. Well. But we'll, so, but we'll see. Like, and uh, like I said. Re- I tell you what. Re- we won't, we won't bet $1,000. Maybe we'll bet like 100 Okay. Or we'll bet, a, you know what, let's bet like a really nice dinner out somewhere. Okay, fine. That's, that's, that sounds good. Okay. Um, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Oh, I can't think about it right now. Okay, I think I'm, we're just going to have to go. That's it. Just got to go. All right, man. Well, that's a wrap. We're out. We're out.